Homes.com knows having the right agent can make or break your home search. That's why they provide home shoppers with an agent directory that gives you a detailed look at each agent's experience, like the number of closed sales in a specific neighborhood, average price range, and more. It lets you easily connect with all the agents in the area you're searching so you can find the right agent with the right experience and ultimately the right home for you. Homes.com. We've done your homework. See new things. Try new things. Go back centuries while living in the moment. Forge new paths while discovering old ones. Pedal, paddle, and paint while trekking, tasting, and tailoring experiences that transform you into a better version of yourself. Immerse yourself in the world by activating your mind, your heart, and your body on a river cruise exclusively from Avalon Waterways. Save with limited time offers at AvalonWaterways.com. Avalon is cruising. Elevated. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store. You're listening to Rewind, a listen back on press conferences, highlights, and analysis from the 76ers' previous game. Not a good one for the Philadelphia 76ers tonight in Orlando, losing to the Magic in Amway Center, 98-97. Disappointing follow-up to the really energizing, invigorating Christmas Day victory over the Milwaukee Bucks. I'm Brian Seltzer. If you heard the head coach afterwards and you were saying to yourself, wait, was that really Brett Brown? It was. <laughs> Lasted his post-game address about uh, 120 seconds at the most. He was not happy. You can understand why the 76ers came out. It just seemed like stuck in a little bit of mud, to borrow a phrase that Brett likes to use. They committed 16 turnovers in the game. Their play was not really in any way reflective of what we saw in Wednesday's game. You know, Orlando is a team that, hey, despite the fact that they were four games under 500 coming into tonight's game, they were the eighth-ranked team in the Eastern Conference. And if you follow the 76ers, you know Orlando has given the Sixers some tough times. They have solid individual talent and uh, certainly a good enough team that if you give them a chance, they can be pesky and feisty and make life difficult on you. They slow the game down. They play respectable defense. And the uh, 76ers could not find their way out tonight. Where was this game lost this evening? 76ers seemed like they had a spark in the beginning of the third quarter. They went up by the score of 62-54 to on a Joel Embiid three-pointer. Then after that, they gave up a 21-6 to run. Totally let their foot off the gas, and that gave Orlando life. Sixers got back within three points in the fourth quarter, 81-78, but then the Magic hit them with a 10-2 run to get enough insurance to finally get across the finish line. Sixers did make it interesting with five three-pointers in the final 90 seconds of regulation. They got some help from Markel Fultz, who missed two free throws, uh, which gave the Sixers another shot. But uh, in the end, uh, they were not able to pull this one out tonight. They lose by a point, 98-97. Tom McGinnis had the call of this one at Amway Center tonight. Tom, uh, like I'm sure many of you people out there, 
have been listening to Brett Brown as fans uh, for seven years. And, Tom, we have not heard many post-game press conferences. Not to belabor a point quite like that. Thought it was noteworthy. No doubt about it. Uh, just repeat that real quick. I was talking to my buddy there, Dennis Newman. Say, Brian, what? Just saying, Tom, that uh, for anyone who's listened to Brett Brown over the last six-plus seasons, there haven't been too many post-game press conferences quite like that, and not to belabor the point, but you could tell he wasn't happy with what he well, saw tonight. and understandably so. Yeah. No question about it. I mean, uh, again, where where was the urgency in the first, what, 38 minutes of the game? 40, sure. 40-something minutes, and you just can't cruise in this league. These teams are too good. They're playing at home, and... You know, the Sixers, it just, again, it was, in Orlando wasn't, they, it's not like they were playing lights out. They weren't playing all that well either. Both teams were shooting low 40s in terms of percentage. And, yeah, you can't you can't blame Coach for, for being dejected. And yet, you know, it's all part of it. So, no, that it's really frustrating, you know, because, again, everybody, he came down here. And even the people around the match, like, whoa, what a game by you guys. I mean, you know, everybody was impressed around the league, around the country, watching that game by the Sixers on Wednesday. And then they come down here and and play like this and lose. It, it's tough. And now you got a huge back to back with Miami, and uh, you know they they have one of the best home records also. So you got to come back with a nice rebound effort uh, in the game tomorrow night to try to salvage this weekend down in in Florida. Seventy sixers lose for a, and this is just kind of a bizarre streak time. The fourth straight time in Orlando, kind of like, yeah. go figure. It's not like the Magic have been world beaters the last couple seasons. Um, the Sixers lost there earlier in the year on November the thirteenth. The final score tonight was ninety eight ninety seven. And I'm I'm trying to think of maybe some common themes, Tom, to what's given the seventy sixers some problems against Orlando. I mean, do you make anything of the fact that the Magic? play a little bit slower than most teams it seems like they'd prefer to at times get it into a half court game i don't know if that that goes against the Sixers' style too much but i'm just trying to tie some threads together now it's good and just you know repeating kind of what aaron gordon our postgame guest said they like the matchup so they put gordon on ben and i don't know how effective that was i don't think that you know gordon got in foul difficulty Vucevic still gets his double-doubles against Embiid, so it's not like that. Uh, that almost, and Joel had more points, but the rebounds were virtually even. Fournier's a difficult cover. Now, defensively, he's got to guard Tobias. Uh, Ross has always hurt the Sixers. DJ Augustine was only one of seven. He wasn't a major impact. They really, other than Terrence Ross, their bench didn't do a whole lot. He had 17. He's always, he's a good scorer against every team. He'd probably start for a lot of teams. And, yeah, I mean, when you say four in a row, I, I, what was the last win might have been that T.J. McConnell game where he hit the big pull-up shot to beat them. Right. But, uh, you know, overall, not just this group, but, you know, throughout the years, Orlando, certainly over the last 10 to 15 years, they've, they've ruled against the Sixers, and it's confounding, you know. I mean, because a lot of that stuff, a lot of these stats that were given prior to the game, seriously, there's stats about how teams do on days of the week. Okay, I mean, does that really matter what happens on Tuesday night versus Friday? So some of it's a bunch of hooey. And a lot of time when, like, so-and-so hasn't beaten so-and-so. And, well, yeah, you know, Ben Simmons was five when that was a stat, you know. So that doesn't matter either. <laughs> so that's what I mean. Like, you know, this group right here, all that stuff should go by the wayside, but not unless you make it go by the way, not unless you impact it with uh, with your play and execution and drive and, and like that, and uh, so it continues to be a thing, and uh, you know, a frustrating night for the Sixers. And again, it's one game, just like the the unbelievable game against Milwaukee was one game. 
but you'd just like to see, you know, trending and tracking uh, in a more upwardly consistent method. Absolutely. Now the 76ers, as you alluded to earlier, Tom, they have a major matchup with the Miami Heat, the team the 76ers have faced so far more frequently than any other on this young season. Miami in a tight one with Indy, 84-82. The Heat lead it after three quarters. Let's just Miami, Brian, one second. I think, go, Frank, can we get the locker room? Your last game. Uh, Here's Tobias you Harris, Frank. You want this? So yes, sir, I please. coming into tonight, you guys, I mean, you knew the deal, right? Uh, yeah, we knew the deal. Um, every opponent... Um, you know, offers a, a different, a different um, aspect, a different element of the game, and um, we got to find ways, no matter what opponent it is, to figure out ways to go to what will get us a victory and a win. And tonight, we didn't, we didn't stick to the script of what we, you know, what, what could have got us that. Do you see the the level of opponent playing into your guys's performances? I think we play to sometimes to the level of our opponent, whether that be, you know, a terrible team, a mediocre team, or the best team in the NBA. So uh, I think that's something that we have to figure out as a, as a unit of how we can uh, play at a high level each and every night. Um, tonight we didn't do that, and you have to give them credit too. They, they executed all night. They, they got what they wanted offensively. Uh, defensively, they had a game plan on, on how they wanted to play us, and um, I don't think we did a good job of. To, uh, uh, I don't think we did a good job of adapting of how they were playing us defensively. That's Tobias Harris. Go ahead, Brian. Sorry, I thought maybe that might help your post-game coverage a little bit. No, and it's, hey, some, some interesting insights that Tobias Harris speaking to a subject that I feel a lot of people have brought up at some point over the course of the season, 76ers and the level of their competition. Um, and certainly, Tom, you would think that tomorrow night, what I was going to segue to earlier, Sixers have this yet another important matchup with the Miami Heat, Heat leading Indy after three quarters, 84-82. But Miami and the 76ers are the two best home teams left in the NBA. The Heat have lost just once in 14 tries at American Airlines Arena, and it was Miami that put that at least mini blueprint out on the 76ers with the zone defense just a week and a half ago. Right, an intriguing subplot. Hadn't given that any thought, but you'd be surprised if you didn't see Coach Spolster throw that out there. Uh, certainly, if by any chance the Sixers jump out to the early lead just to change it. Now, I'd be surprised if you see it for two, three, you know, four quarters or the second, third, and fourth quarter as we did in those back-to-back -back home games with Miami and Dallas. And Brett Brown was saying that will benefit the Sixers down the road and, and we'll find out because you know it's going to happen again we didn't see it here tonight but uh, yeah no that's a it's a pivotal matchup because you know all these teams you know forget the number one seed I'm not saying forget it, it it's not going to happen forget the number one but like just get a home seat for the Sixers and now you're you know you're 34 games into the schedule and I realize it's still you know it's still early we're not even halfway through but there's certainly, you know, the, these teams don't appear to be going anywhere. Boston's not going anywhere. I mean, they won again today. They're atop the division. And so, the you know, the teams in terms of the Pacers, the Raptors, Indiana's going to get Oladipo back in January, February. You know, the you know the Bucks aren't going anywhere. The Sixers are certainly in that mix. So to vie for, you know, as in years past, just to get a home seed in the top four in the playoffs is is important. So... You know, games like these head-to-head -head matchups with Miami could be telling down the stretch. And again, more than anything, of where you are, ability to go on the road and prove to yourself that you can win a big game, that's important as well. 
76ers drop a one-point loss to the Orlando Magic at Amway Center tonight, 98-97. Tom, we'll hear from you tomorrow when the 76ers visit the Heat. All right, good night. Thank you. 24 points, 11 rebounds from Tobias Harris and Joel Embiid. They had identical point and rebound numbers. But the 76ers lose a disappointing one tonight to the Magic in a follow-up to Wednesday's win, big win over the Milwaukee Bucks. The hope was that the 76ers coming into the opener of a four-game road trip tonight at Amway Center would extend the good that we saw in Wednesday's game against the Milwaukee Bucks, it was not to be, but we'll give you some highlights regardless because we strive for consistency here on the 76ers postgame show. Things did get off to a relatively solid start thanks to Ben Simmons. 6-5, three minutes gone by, Sixers in the half court, Richardson to the line, back out to Joel, down to Simmons, Simmons going against Vucevic, skyhook, banks it up and in, going left to right, fluid play by Simmons. Give the 76ers a 7-6 lead thanks to some good free throw shooting in the first quarter. 76ers nudged in front 21-19 after 12 minutes of play in the second quarter. Sixers actually got a little bit of breathing room. Ben with a rebound. They're back with four defenders. Simmons at a foul line out to Furkan for three, and it's good. Korkmaz against tight defense on the near perimeter. And in. DJ Augustine was right there, but Korkmaz shot over the top and in. That gave the Sixers a 39-34 advantage. Their lead was 1-47-46. At halftime in the third quarter, you kind of thought the Sixers might have been in a good spot to take control of the game. Joel spins, hangs. Now there he might have walked. Tobias with it, five to shoot, back to Embiid, and it's good for three. Wow, that was like a hectic possession, and it ends with a beautiful three-point shot by Embiid. It was a really impressive make by the All-Star to give the Sixers a 62-54 edge. Eight-point lead, the biggest of the night, and it would be the biggest of the game for the 76ers. From there, everything changed. The Magic hit the 76ers with a 21-6 run that bridged the third and fourth quarters. Orlando led 70-68 after the third, early in the fourth. Tobias Harris and the Sixers playing catch-up. Sixers with Horford down to Tobias. Tobias with a size advantage on the back down in the lane on 48 turns at the dotted circle. Remain good. And he had done that a number of times in the first half. Sixers trying to exploit that matchup. Harris on the back down. Pound, pound, pound. Pulled the Sixers within one, 77-76. But then the Magic answered moments later with a 10-2 spurt that gave them a double-figure lead again. 76ers did benefit from a late flurry from beyond the arc. Joel Embiid knocking down a three late. Horford. To Simmons, Ben lets it bounce four times. It rolls toward midcourt. He picks it up, now dribbles along. Goes to uh, Harris. Back over to Joel. Three ball by Embiid is good. That makes it 97-94. It was the last of five three-pointers the 76ers would hit in the final 90 seconds of regulation. And in saying that, I realize I just gave the spoiler alert because here's how the final play went down. Aaron Gordon will play in. Vucevic looks like he's going to screen for Fournier. Harris, they did bring in DJ Augustine, and they did bring in Terrence Ross. Orlando by a point, 98-97, 5.1 to go. And now the Magic will have with one timeout. The Sixers have none. Gordon searching, searching. He plays it. Benny steals it. He throws it to Embiid. Embiid with three seconds. Embiid across midcourt, fires for three. And it's off and short. No good. Orlando wins the game. 76ers might have been in position to steal one tonight, but... 
if you really took the truth serum and asked yourself, did the Sixers deserve to win this game? Probably not. They shot just 40% from the field, the Magic 42%. Both Orlando and the 76ers hit 10 three-pointers. The Sixers went 17 of 21 from the free throw line, but the Magic were plus three on the glass. They were plus three in offensive rebounding. They controlled the Sixers in the paint, outscoring the Sixers there 44 to 32. Don't often see something like that. Uh, 16 turnovers apiece for either team. Orlando with just a little bit more punch than the 76ers tonight. Embiid and Tobias Harris, each with identical points and rebounding lines, 24 and 11 respectively. 15 points for Josh Richardson. He also had six assists. Ben Simmons with 13 points, nine rebounds, and seven dimes. Seven points for Furkan Korkmaz off the bench. He was a nice spark in the first half, but he went scoreless in the second. Seven points for Al Horford. He had four rebounds and five assists. Rest of the bench didn't really do a whole heck of a lot. Two for James Ennis III. Nothing uh, in terms of points from Mike Scott and just a, uh, a basket and three free throws from Trey Burke. 76ers see their three-game winning streak come to an end. They're now 23-11. and 11. And uh, you know what? I will just uh, say, hey, keep an eye on the scoreboard to see what happens uh, in that Indy-Miami game. The Heat have opened up a five-point lead, 102-97, midway through the fourth quarter. If Miami were to win, they would be a full game in front of the 76ers for third place in the East going into tomorrow's game. It would also be the Heat's fourth win, and they would improve to an NBA best 14-1 and at home. You've been listening to Rewind. Look out for fresh episodes the day after every 76ers game this season. See new things. Try new things. Go back centuries while living in the moment. Forge new paths while discovering old ones. Pedal, paddle, and paint while trekking, tasting, and tailoring experiences that transform you into a better version of yourself. Immerse yourself in the world by activating your mind, your heart, and your body on a river cruise exclusively from Avalon Waterways. Save with limited time offers at AvalonWaterways.com. Avalon is cruising. Elevated. I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear, affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your your perfect home sweet home.